Welcome to the Kindred Church Podcast, where we talk about God, faith, and real life. This is Daniel Childs. I'm the host of the podcast and the pastor of Kindred Church. To learn more about how to connect with our community, check out our website at www.kindrednc.church. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're glad you've tuned in for today's episode. Now, let's talk about God. Well, Happy New Year. I hope everybody had a a wonderful Christmas. I know that many of us were off work this past week, spending a little extra time with family and uh, resting and and relaxing. If that was your experience, I hope that the time was rejuvenating and in all the ways that you wanted it to be. I know uh, in our house, um, oftentimes in this this week between Christmas and and New Year's, uh, we watch a lot of sports. We're we're big college football fans, and so we watch a lot of the bowl games that are going on. Some of you have no idea what a bowl game is. That's okay. Uh, But because we were watching so much TV, I was subjected to a lot of advertising. And as I watched all of these different ads, I was reminded that we are in New Year's resolution season. And I could tell that because so many of the ads that I saw over this past week were for things like fitness plans and gyms and diet plans. You know, it seems like Peloton and Planet Fitness are in this marketing war with each other. And I'm sure that some of you have made New Year's resolutions, whether you're going to be working out more or eating better or you're picking up a new hobby or or something like that. Uh, Others of you may not have made any specific resolutions. You know, for some of you, you're like, my resolution is just to make it through this year. And uh, I totally resonate with that. Uh, But whether you made a a specific set of resolutions or or not, uh, I know all of us have uh, hopes. We all have desires for what this new year will bring. Uh, we all have hopes and desires for the ways that our life will change in this upcoming year. And as we're looking ahead at this new year in front of us, uh, I want us to think a bit this morning about our faith. And I want us to reflect for a bit on how we'd like to grow in our faith over this coming year. Uh, you know, oftentimes we think of our faith as if it's like this fixed kind of static part of our lives. We think about faith sometimes as as something that we have or we don't have. You know, you either believe in God and Jesus in the Bible or or you don't. Uh, Some of you are coming from church backgrounds where you were actually taught to think about faith in this way, that somebody told you at a certain point that you've got to make a decision. You've got to decide to believe this stuff uh, or not in a very black and white kind of of way. Uh, The problem with that is that's just not really how faith works, uh, is it? You know, uh, whether you are a believer or a non-believer, if you would consider yourself a Christian or a non-Christian or ex-Christian or, or however you would categorize yourself, I bet if you think about it, there are times in your life when you felt like your faith was stronger, and I bet there are other times when you felt like your faith was weaker. I bet as you look back over your life, there are times when you feel like you were closer to God and, and other times when you feel like maybe you weren't quite as close to God. There were times when you felt like your faith was, was growing and, and other times when it felt like your faith was shrinking. And, and so uh, as we all know for, from experience, when we think about it, uh, our faith is not like a fixed static part of our life, but it's dynamic. It's dynamic. Uh, Our understanding of God and and our trust of God, it it ebbs and it flows and and it changes and it evolves uh, over time. And for that reason, uh, Scripture actually teaches us to think about faith as a journey. Uh, It's this journey of of highs and lows, and and sometimes there are setbacks, but but hopefully over time there is progress as we grow in our understanding of God uh, and in our our trust of God. Um, And so, uh, with that in mind... 
Um, as we think about our own faith right now, and as we think about this new year ahead of us, um, I wonder, uh, where would you say that you are right now in your journey of faith? I wonder how you would kind of characterize your, your current place uh, on, on that journey. Um, and, and I also wonder, uh, where do you hope that journey of faith takes you over this new year, over this upcoming year? Uh, where are you in your faith right now? And where do you hope that journey of faith takes you over this upcoming year? As we are meditating on those questions, I'd like for us to look at a story that is in Matthew chapter 2, because this is a story that's about a, a literal journey, and I think it can help us to reflect on our own faith journeys uh, as well. So this is uh, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. It says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the ter in the territory of Judea, during the rule of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem. They asked, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We've seen his star in the east, and we've come to honor him. Well, when King Herod heard this, he was troubled, and everybody in Jerusalem was troubled with him. He gathered all the chief priests and the legal experts and asked them where the Christ was to be born. And they said, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what the prophet wrote, You, Bethlehem, land of Judah, by no means are you least among the rulers of Judah, because from you will come one who governs, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi, and he found out from them the time when the star had first appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search carefully for the child, and when you found him, report to me, so that I too may go and honor him. When they heard the king, they went. And look, the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stood over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house, and they saw the child with Mary, his mother. Falling to their knees, they honored him. They opened their treasure chests, and they presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Because they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went back to their own country by another route. Uh, this is the word of God for us, the, the people of God. Uh, well, for those of us who grew up in church, or if you've been around church for, for any length of time, uh, many of us were taught to think of these magi as the three kings, right? Uh, we have this whole song about we three kings of Orientar, you know, that we sang uh, earlier today even. Um, but actually, just based on what we get from the, the scripture about these, these guys, we're pretty sure they were guys and, and not gals, um, but uh, they, they might have been kings. That's, that's possible. We're not exactly sure. They probably were some kind of nobility. Uh, but what we do know for sure is that they were like scholars. In fact, uh, in today's terminology, we, we might consider them to be uh, kind of like scientists because they studied the natural world. And in particular, they studied astronomy. They were experts in the, the patterns and the movements of the stars. And another thing we know about these magi is that we're told they came from the east. And probably what that refers to is like Persia or Arabia, somewhere in, in that part of the world. And the way that Matthew tells us this story, I think he's inviting us to, to try to see some of our own journey in the story of, of their journey. So let's explore this for, for just a minute. Um, uh, one day, these magi, wherever they were in Persia, Arabia, somewhere in that, in that part of the world, uh, they were doing their thing. They were studying the stars. They were in their observatory. 
and um, suddenly they, they realized that there was this strange uh, new astronomical phenomenon that was happening. There was this one star that was particularly bright, and they hadn't ever seen anything like this before. And this really caught their eye. And actually, in the ancient world, whenever there was like strange phenomenon observed uh, in, in, the, in the heavens like this, uh, this was often thought to, to signify some major event that was happening in the world, like, for example, the birth of a new king. Uh, so this is actually where the, the faith journey, if you will, uh, of the Magi begins, I think. Um, that they, they see this star, they wonder what it might mean, they get kind of interested, they, they get kind of, of curious. And I wonder if, if some of you would say that maybe this is kind of where you're at uh, on your journey of faith, that uh, you know, you, you've seen something, you've experienced something in your life that's kind of got you curious about God, interested in God, and maybe you wouldn't characterize this as faith uh, per se, but, but there's something that's got you paying attention right now in a, in a new way. Well, over time, uh, this, this especially bright star, uh, it doesn't go away. It, it stays there. And so the curiosity and the, the interest of the Magi just continues to grow about what is this star and, and what might this mean? And at a certain point, they decided they were going to act on their curiosity, and they decided they were going to follow this star, that they were going to travel in the direction that this star seemed to be leading to, to see what it might signify. And at this point, they uh, pack up their stuff, and they load up their camels or, or whatever, and, and they decide they're going to leave home, and, and they're going to go on this journey. As best they could tell, um, this star seemed to be hovering somewhere over the land of Israel, uh, and and they knew that the capital of Israel um, was Jerusalem. And so they, they set out on this journey towards Jerusalem to, to see if there was a newborn king or, or what they could find. Uh, I wonder if some of you would say that you're at a similar place as this uh, on your faith journey, that you feel like you're, you're very early uh, in your journey uh, of faith and uh, perhaps you're, you're not yet sure exactly what you believe, um, but you're intentionally trying to learn more. In fact, maybe that's the reason that you tuned into church today, that you're in this place where you're, you're just trying to, to learn more and, and act on this interest and, and curiosity that you feel. Uh, well, then um, the Magi travel a very, very long way, uh, hundreds if not thousands of miles. And Matthew in the scripture, he actually doesn't give us a whole lot of detail about this journey. But we can certainly imagine that along the way, the, the Magi experienced highs and lows, uh, ups and downs, literally, as they went across the, the landscape. Um, we can imagine that along the way, there were some days that were easier. There were some days that were harder. There were probably some days where they, they felt a sense of hope and anticipation about what they were going to find at the end of this journey. There were probably other days where they had a whole lot of doubts and a lot of discouragement. Maybe they thought that they were crazy for, for even taking this journey, not knowing exactly what to expect at the end of it. Uh, there were probably times when they were wondering, is, is all of this trouble going to be worth it in the end? Now, I'm guessing that many of us would say that this is kind of the place where we are on our faith journey, that we're not brand new to faith anymore. We've kind of been at this for, for a while, but nevertheless, we, we feel like we're very much still on the way, that, that we have hopes uh, for who God is, but we also have doubts and, and we have questions and we feel like sometimes uh, we have highs in, in our faith and, and sometimes we have lows and, and we're just very much on the way. 
Well, uh, finally, after uh, a long time, we don't know exactly how long, but finally the, the Magi make it to the capital city of Jerusalem. And, and when they get there, they start going around. You know, they're foreigners, so you know, they're kind of out of place, and, and they're pretty noticeable. They, they stand out. But they start going around the city asking about this star to see if anybody else has noticed that they have this bright star hovering you know, right over their heads. Uh, and they're, they're asking about a newborn king. Has there been a new king born? Is that what this star is, is signifying? Well, uh, King Herod, the current king, because Israel already had a king at this time, he gets word that these foreigners have come looking for a new king. And he's kind of spooked by this, and he's threatened by this whole idea that there might be a new king. And so he consults with uh, some biblical scholars, because in the uh, Jewish scriptures, what we Christians now would call the Old Testament, um, it's foretold that at a certain point, God was going to send a, a newborn king uh, to Israel uh, to, to be the Savior. So Herod uh, consults with the, the biblical scholars to see now where is this new king supposed to be born? And, and he finds out the new king is, is supposed to be born in uh, the town of Bethlehem, which is uh, almost like a suburb. It's like uh, several miles um, outside the big city of, uh, of Jerusalem. Bethlehem's a, a smaller village. So Herod, kind of being crafty, he's hoping that the Magi will identify this newborn king for him because Herod has some, some bad intentions in mind. Uh, but Herod decides to send the, the Magi on to Bethlehem to find the baby. So the Magi, uh, sure enough, they, they go just down the road to Bethlehem. And uh, it wasn't a, a big city or, or anything, so it was probably pretty easy after a, a short time of, of looking around, it was probably pretty easy to find the baby Jesus uh, with, with his mother Mary. And Matthew tells us that when they finally see the baby Jesus and they realize that their hope for what they would find has been confirmed and that this journey to find the newborn king, it, it wasn't in vain, when they realize that, we're told that they, they fall to their knees and they actually begin to worship Jesus. They give him these gifts of gold and frankincense and, and myrrh, uh, which, which kind of tells us that, uh, in a sense, they're, they're acknowledging that Jesus is the, the long-awaited Messiah, that, that Jesus is the newborn king who will be the, the savior of the world. Uh, maybe some of us would say that this is kind of where we are in our faith journey, that we feel like we, we've seen enough of, of Jesus' presence in our life and, and in this world, and we've, we've encountered Jesus uh, in enough ways that we feel like our faith has been confirmed, and, and maybe we're in a place where we feel like our faith is strong and, and vibrant right now. Uh, well, after spending some time there with Jesus and, and the Holy Family, um, the, the Magi end up leaving. They, they go back into the world. Presumably, they, they go back home. And, and in other words, that means that their journey doesn't end there, right? In fact, their, their journey of faith doesn't really end anywhere. It's a journey that just continues with more highs and lows and, and probably setbacks at times, but, but over time also progress and, and growth. And it's just like how our own faith journeys continue. Uh, as our own understanding of God and, and our own trust of God continues to, to grow and change and, and evolve over time. Uh, so as I said earlier, you know, I don't know exactly where you might be on your faith journey right now. Maybe you're, you're in a place that resonates with one part of the, the Magi's journey that, that we've explored here. Or maybe you feel like you're in a completely different place uh, altogether. But wherever you find yourself along that, that faith journey... Uh, I wonder if, if you can think about this this morning. Uh, what is one next step 
that, that I could take in my journey of faith this year? Uh, what, what is one next step that I could take in my faith journey this year? Uh, for those of you that are new to church or new to faith, or maybe you're coming back to church for the first time in a long time, maybe a good next step for you could be just making sure that you're making worship uh, a part of your weekly routine. Uh, you know, we already have worship at, at Kindred here online every week, and starting next Sunday, we're actually going to have in-person worship uh, every, every week. And we'd love for you to join us. And when you show up and you participate in worship, uh, that's a phenomenal way to keep growing in your understanding of God and in your trust uh, of God. You know, maybe the, the next step for, for some of you would be to join a small group. Uh, that way you have a, a group of friends who's journeying alongside of you, who's supporting you and, and nurturing you along your journey of faith. Uh, maybe for some of you, the, the next step would be to sign up to volunteer and, and to serve our church on Sunday mornings at, at in-person worship. That way you can connect with others in our community and you can watch how God uses your service to, to impact the lives of others. That would be a, a great step. Uh, maybe for some of you, the, the next step that you could take is to carve out like five or ten minutes each day to pray to God and, and to read a little bit of scripture. For others of you, maybe the next step is to, to be sure you're participating in the mission projects that we do on a regular basis here uh, at, at Kindred. Because certainly uh, serving others and, and helping us to, to make a difference in the lives of our neighbors in the surrounding community, that's a, an awesome next step to take uh, in our faith. I don't know what the next step is for you, um, but all of these, all of these are ways that we can keep growing in our understanding of God and, and in our trust of God. And what I do know is that if we can continue to grow in our understanding of God and our trust of God, uh, that's going to renew our sense of hope over this coming year. That's going to renew our sense of peace over this coming year. And that's going to sustain us through all the ups and downs and highs and lows and, and everything that this year has in store for us. Let me pray for us. Oh, gracious and, and loving God, uh, we thank you for the gift of your son that we continue to, to celebrate, God. We thank you for the gift of a new year as we consider all the ways that you've led us on our journeys over the, the past year. We're, we're grateful for the ways that we've seen you at work in our lives. We're grateful for all the blessings that you give us, many of which we, we tend to take for granted, God. Uh, we ask you to be with us as we continue our journey into this new year, Lord. Uh, we don't know what all this year is going to throw our way. There's going to be awesome things, uh, I'm sure, for, for all of us that we get to experience. There are going to be challenges that we have to go through as well. So God, we pray that you would guide us in, in continuing to, to take the next steps in our faith journey so that we can grow in our trust of you, so that we can grow in our understanding of you so that we can stick by your side as closely as possible, confident that you're also sticking by our side as well as we make our way into this brand new year. So we're grateful, God, for all that you do. We ask your blessing on this year. We ask your blessing on our church as we're getting ready to launch uh, in-person weekly worship for the first time next Sunday. And we pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. This free resource and all of Kindred's ministries are supported by the generosity of people like you. Your giving changes lives, and it helps us to share and embody God's love. 
If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so on our website at www.kindrednc.church. Just select Give. You can find lots of ways to connect with our community on our website as well as on our social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.